We are in week three. Actually, this is the last and final week of our Go Beyond series. And uh, we've talked about Go Beyond Your Convenience. We've talked about going beyond your borders. And tonight we're talking about going beyond your fears. And, and, um, so, and here's the deal. Um, you can't leave your borders. You can't leave your convenience unless you leave your fears. And so this message tonight wraps up this whole series. You can't, you know, we talked about your, your convenience and your borders, and you can't leave any of that stuff unless you take tonight what's, what you hear tonight and apply it to your life. And, and so this, this message tonight is for every single one of us in this room. If you've been a believer for your whole life, or if you're a brand new believer, you're a brand new follower of Jesus, this is something that we can all take and we can all apply to our lives. Guys, I'm really excited to announce next Wednesday, too, is going to be an awesome night. You do not want to miss next Wednesday. One of our new, awesome, very handsome leaders, uh, Jordan Mills, is going to be preaching next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome guy. And I'm so excited. Um, and I may or may not be here. I haven't decided yet. Um, reason being is, oh, you guys, oh, next Wednesday is mine and Kristen's 15 years wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. So if you got your Bible, we're going to second Timothy one verse seven, and this is the whole. This is what it's all based out of tonight. Uh, the, our whole message tonight is is based out of this sermon or this verse right here, and it says this, and it's going to be up on the screen. If you did not bring your Bible, it says, "For God has not given us the spirit of what? Everybody say it. Fear, Fear. but the spirit of what? Power, Power. of what?" And what's the second thing? And then what's the third thing? A sound mind. And and who has who in here has ever been afraid of anything? Like you've been afraid. You've been afraid of something. Like it's be honest. Like I, I used to be uh, um, afraid of the dark. Anybody else? You were afraid of the dark. Be okay. It's like seriously. Some of you guys. I used to be afraid. Like there was a, a boogeyman under my bed. Anybody else? Anybody else um, ever? Like if you woke up in the middle of the night, you would stand up on your bed and jump as far out as you could because you knew something was underneath your bed and was going to grab your ankles. Like oh man, creepy. And so um, I've done some research. Listen, listen, listen. I've done some research and I've found some things. And, and I, I want you to raise your hand if one of these things um, happens to be one of your fears. Um, but before we get there, speaking of fears, um, I, I want you all to, to watch this video. Make sure the sound's on. Okay. You may know what this is. You may want to cover your eyes. Okay, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow, look at that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Guys, I... Lord, forgive me. 
Lord Jesus, please forgive me. I, I just made a bunch of people pee their pants. Has anybody seen that before? Okay, I've seen that like a hundred times and it scares me every single time. Like anybody, you hate snakes. That's your fear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's me. That's me. I don't, I don't like that. Okay. So listen, listen, listen. Shh. Oh, Jesus. Deep breath. Okay. So here's the deal. I found um, these, these, these different fears, and I want you to raise your hand if this is you. If this is your fear, the first fear that I found is arachnophobia. Does anybody know what arachnophobia is? This, <laughs> the fear of butterflies. Real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone just totally threw me off. This fear of spiders. Um, here's the deal. Uh, who in here, we had, used to have this girl in our group. Actually, I just did her and her husband's wedding a couple weeks ago. She was afraid of birds. Anybody afraid of birds? Just winged animals? Anybody? No. No. Okay. Then we should bring back that one Christmas game that we played. That You know? You know. Okay. All right. So no one's afraid of birds. So I know what we're playing for Christmas this year. All right. So the next fear <laughs> is claustrophobia. Anybody afraid of claustrophobia? That's your fear. Claustrophobia. Like, and and if you don't know what claustrophobia is, listen, listen, claustrophobia, it's a fear of, of small, tight spaces. Um, like when we ran the tough mudder, we were in a mud pit crammed in with like a whole bunch of people. And I was sitting there and I was starting to go, I got to I got to get out of here. I got it. So I was like crawling, tunneling through the mud. And try to get out, but it didn't work. But claustrophobia, the fear of small spaces, small rooms, or other enclosed areas. Uh, the next one is this, tripophobia. You know what that is? It is. Uh, uh, yeah, the fear of holes. Like you, you walk in, you see uh, like a manhole. Like anybody else, you're, you're scared to walk near it? Or the fear, like, okay. It's it's really unusual, but it's common. Are you scared? Are you afraid of that? Yeah. I'm afraid of bees. Do you know? There's a guy in our church who sits on the very back row, and I'm not going to like tell you who he is, but he sits on the very back row every single Sunday, and his reason is he has a fear of high ceilings. And so if he sits, like, against the wall, he's not as frightened. Like, he responded to an altar call one Sunday, and, and he came up and actually prayed with me. And he's like, this took everything I had in me to come up to the front today to pray because I'm scared of tall ceilings. Um, the next one is this, numerophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said it. The fear of numbers. Now, that explains some of our math problems, right? Like, I have this fear. I have this fear. Like, numbers scare me. Um, like, the, the mere thought of a calculator. Some of you are like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, how about this one? The next one. Coasterophobia. The fear of roller coasters. Anybody have a fear of roller coasters? Yeah? Yeah, where's Nick Martin when we need him? Yeah. 
fear of roller coasters. The next one is this. Uh, this is tough to say. Kinemortophobia. Does anybody know what that is? The fear of zombies. Fear of zombies. Being afraid that you think that zombies might attack and turn you into one of those. Yeah, you afraid of zombies? Yeah, dude. Yeah, zombies. Okay, I got two more. I got two more. Um, phobophobia. This... Oh, I'm sorry. Tapophobia. It's the fear of being buried alive. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of us in here with that one. Okay, next one. Phobophobia. And this is the fear of being afraid. So, if you have phobophobia, you can't win here. Like, seriously, you cannot win here. Like, I'm so afraid. Because I'm afraid, like you're afraid of being afraid and like you're totally freaked out right now. And the last one is this. Oh, this is my favorite one. You guys, there will probably be a lot of hands raised here. Calrophobia. The fear of clowns. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people with the fear of clowns. Can I ask you this? Listen, listen, listen. What is it about clowns that scares you guys? The, the hair, the colorful afro, the nose, they're, they're too friendly, the sound that the balloon animals make, no, nose, the big feet, okay, 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 listen, 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 okay, we got to get, we got to get to our message, we got to do this, um, I really, really, truly, and honestly, excuse me, I really believe There are so many people in this room uh, and across this world that if you were uh, that that there's so many people who are locked into a place of fear in their lives. And tonight, I I don't want you to get confused. I don't want you to to misunderstand me. My message tonight, it's not about clowns. It's not about snakes. It's not about the fear of cats. It's not about um, the fear of, of, of a lot of holes. It's not any of that stuff. Really tonight, my message is all about the fear of being a follower of Jesus or the fear of sharing your faith with other people. Because really, a lot of people all over this world, even people in this room, are locked into this fear, this place of fear in our lives. And, and I'll explain it. I'll break it down. But you've got to know tonight, every single one of us, you need to hear this, you need to know this. You've got to know in your life, if you have Jesus Christ in your life, He has conquered fear. If you've got Jesus Christ in your life, He's conquered fear. He's conquered death. He's conquered your sins. He's conquered your depression. He's conquered everything that you're afraid of tonight. So tonight, you need to hear this. You write this down. You need to know this. I want to say to you, if you can be anything, be fearless. If you can be anything, be fearless. Be fearless. The only thing that the enemy has to get you to do, to get you to not do anything in your life, is to get you to believe in your fears more than you believe in God's promises. All the enemy has to do is to get you to believe more in your fears than to believe in God's promises. 
many of us ha- have have said many times, I-, I know so many of you guys, I have done it as well. We, we come to an altar, or we respond through Jesus, or we, or we tell him in a prayer, we say, Jesus, uh, God, I, I want you to use me. I want you to use me. I want you to take me to my school, and I, I want you to use me and work through me, and however you want, God. And all the enemy has to do is convince you of all the reasons that it's going to be scary for God to use you. And, if, and, and so many times we back out or we don't do anything. If you can be anything, be fearless. Be fearless. So this message isn't uh, as much about fear, uh, about, uh, but more about what you do with fear. And what happens in your life is, is once you decide to overcome fear in your life, there's this difference of being afraid and living in fear. There's this difference of being afraid and living in fear. Like, I can be afraid that Jackson's going to get hurt playing football. But I'm not going to live my life in fear about it. I can be afraid that someone's going to get in a car wreck on the way home and be seriously injured. But I'm not going to live my life afraid of that. So living in fear is lying about something because you're afraid of someone finding out the truth. In a lot of our lives, living in fear is lying about something because you're afraid of someone finding out the truth. Living in fear is, is dressing and acting a certain way because of you're afraid of what others might say or what they might think. Living in fear is not standing up for what's right because you're afraid of what your friends might say. I, I wonder how we would look or act or, or think if we lived in a place of, of powerful faith in our lives Instead of place of fear. I wonder what that would look like. I wonder how we, we could use that in our lives. I, w- I want each and every one of you guys to hear this tonight. I want each and every one of you to know this tonight. You in this room. Every single one of you guys. You were created for greatness. You were created for greatness. And so many times. So many of us live our lives so scared by fear. That we won't do anything great. That we won't do anything great. Many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew twenty two fourteen says that. Says many are called. So many are called, but few are chosen. That mean that means God has a calling for us all. He's got a calling. He's got a plan for every single one of our lives. And and you're born with it. You you you're ready. You you come out and you're ready. You're born with this calling on your life. But your actions uh, and, and what you do with your fear determines being chosen or not. Determines if you use that or not. It determines if you apply that in your life or not. If you're breathing in this room tonight, you're called. If you're not breathing in this room tonight, hurry, someone get the defibrillator, this, like do some mouth-to-mouth. Um, that would be weird, but um, please nobody stop breathing in this room tonight. Um, but if you're breathing in this room, if you're alive, if your heart, put your hand over your heart. If your heart is beating right now, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Is your heart beating? Yeah. Then God's got a plan for you. Fear will make you doubt yourself. It'll make you doubt your calling and it will make you doubt your God, especially when the task ahead, it seems great and it seems too big and it seems too difficult. It will make you, your fear in your life will make you doubt yourself. But you need to know this. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. 
Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Every dream, every hope, every, every bit of true and real and authentic love, every purpose, every plan, every gift, every talent, every power. You just have to stop giving into your, you just have to stop giving your fears that attention. You have to give, when you give fear all of your attention, it holds you back from your purpose. It cripples you. Fear is, is crippling and it makes us live a fearful life. Fear will freeze you. It will become, our fear will be, start to become our excuse for not obeying God. We begin to blame others for, for causing what we fear or not helping us with what we fear. What are you afraid of? What is it that you're afraid of? And I'm not talking like mice or, or, or spiders or winged animals. Um, but what is it that you're afraid of? Is your fear worth your family and your friends continuing to live in sin and never finding freedom in Christ? What are you afraid of? Is it worth you holding back and not reaching out to the people near you and, and, and telling them about a life in Christ? What is it that you're afraid of? What is it? What are you afraid of? What you're afraid of will freeze you. It, it will cause you to do nothing. And that will become your excuse to not obey God. It's not a, fear is not a rational excuse for God. God will never be like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry that you're afraid. Um, I didn't really mean that when I called you. I didn't really mean that when I put this huge plan on your life. Or I didn't really mean that. I'm so sorry that you're afraid. I, di I didn't mean to startle you. God will never say that. Here's what God will say. God will say, I've called you. I've equipped you. I love you. I'm with you. Now stop letting the enemy tell you what that you should be afraid. You had better believe that if God has called you to something, then he's going to live up to his end uh, of what he's called you to do. Don't let fear cripple you. The Bible says this, and I really believe every one of you guys in this room, you should know this. You should memorize this verse. This verse right here is one that my mom made me memorize. Not made me, encouraged me to memorize. And, and I memorized this verse, and, and this is a verse that I've taught to my kids. This is a verse that I, I pray with my kids. And, and it's 2 Timothy 1.7. We've already stated it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. See, fear was never part of our spiritual DNA. The Bible says it. It says that God did not give us that spirit of fear. It was never a part of us when we were made, when we were formed, when we, were, when we came into this earth. It said God did not give us that spirit of fear. But the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of, of a sound mind is, he put that in our lives. When God created you, when he formed you, when he designed you, he didn't put one piece, one little bit. He didn't put one little drop of fear in your life. That's why every single one of us in this room, that's why we're so miserable when we live in it. That's why we're so sad when we live in fear. That's why we're so miserable when we make fear-based decisions in our lives. 
That's why some of us don't like who we are. That's why some don't like the person looking back at us in the mirror because we live in fear and fear is not part of our original design. If you're living in fear tonight, you aren't living the full life that God created you to live. So many of us, our lives would look totally different if we stopped making fear-based decisions and started making power-based decisions started making love-based decisions, started making sound mind-based decisions. See, what if we stopped praying prayers that sounded like this? God, tell me what I should do. God, tell me what I should say. But instead, we started praying power-based prayers that said something like this. God, I thank you for putting me in a place like my school. And I'm going to show the love of Jesus. And, and I'm going to show the love of Jesus to that, that, that person that it will be so strong that it will tear those thoughts of suicide off of their life. I'm going to show that love of Jesus that will be so strong that will tear addictions off of people's lives. The love of Jesus will tear the depression off of people's lives. Thank you, Jesus, for sending me to my friends. Thank you, Jesus, for putting me in the family that I'm in. Because I'm not afraid of the place I live. I'm not af- I don't have to be afraid. Because, God, you have given this, me the spirit of love. You've given me the spirit of power. And you've given me a sound mind. Everywhere I go, every step I take, every move I make, I can move in you without fear in my life. What would change in your life? Every single one of you guys in this room, what would change in your life if every decision in your life stopped being a fear-based decision and it started being a faith-based decision? Only Jesus can remove that fear from your heart because he's the only one in the existence to have conquered it, to have beaten it. Tonight, if you're living a a fear-filled life, it's not a fear problem, it's a faith problem. It's not a fear problem. It's a faith problem. If you choose fear, if you choose to live a life of fear, what you're saying is you're saying that God's not greater than that. If you choose to live a a, a life of fear, you, you choose to, you don't believe that God's greater. And if you don't believe that your God is greater than your fear, then, then you will never accomplish God's will for your life. And that is not an option. See, here's the deal. Fear is always an option. God's will is not. Fear is the option here. It's not the requirement. It's not who you are. It's not what you do. It's not, it's not, a, it shouldn't be a part of our lives. That's fear. It's an option. But the will of God on our lives, there's no option there. There's no option there. That's who he's created us to be. You'll know God's will when you when your choice to follow him ceases to be an option of fear and instead becomes a demand of desperation. See, fear-based decisions have no place in a faith-based life. Fear-based decisions have no place in a faith-based life. There will be a time in every single one of our lives, if it hasn't happened already, that the world will call you a coward because of fear. 
it's that time you need to make a declaration that you are anything but that. See, this is where we stop living from that spirit of fear and instead we make a game-changing switch to live with power, love, and a sound mind. If you're going to make room for purpose in your heart, then you have to deny fear its place in your life. See, when you when it says power in that verse, it says, uh, when it says power, what that power means, it means that God is working in you and, and in, a, in a conquering, in a mighty, in a powerful way because the presence of God is in your life. Jesus is in you and he gives you the power to conquer fear. He gives you the power to conquer fear. When it says love, it's not talking like Valentine's Day love. It's not talking about a boyfriend-girlfriend love. It's talking about the same love that buried sin for you. It's about talking about the same love that went to the cross for you. It's that same love that, that loves people no matter what they do to you, no matter what they say to you. It's, it's like that, that last week, if you were here, that compassion that we talked about last week, that compassion that moves us to action. That's what it talks about when it talks about the love. And when it says sound mind, it's talking about a mind that's thinking godly thoughts. It's a mind of thinking good things, not just like happy thoughts and butterflies and unicorns. That's all good and stuff, but it's, 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 a, it's a sound mind. It's a mind that's saying, I know where God's got me. I know where God's taking me. I know where God has planted me, and my feet are planted here, and I'm going to follow him no matter what. There's going to be no distractions, and my, my, I have a laser-like focus on what, where God wants me to go. That's a sound mind, and it gives you peace in the middle of a storm. See, what would our lives look like if we lived our lives without fear? What if we lived our life without fear, but instead we live a life of power, of love, and of a sound mind? 